Okay, and so yesterday's stuff we finished by discussing what happens if someone does malacha where at the time when there's shtei kochavim, if it was before Shabbat or after Shabbat. Well, the question is, is it before Shabbat or is it after Shabbat? Because it's Safik Yom, Safik Laila, according to the Gemara at this stage. If someone did malacha here, meaning this is going into Shabbos, going this way, um, so left to right is a time scale. So if he does, by the way, these sheets I'll also put on the website. Um, so that if uh, so, if he did malacha here, he says he brings asham talui, and if he did malacha towards the end of Shabbat during the time when there's two stars appear, he would also bring an asham talui. And we explain an asham talui is a korban someone would have to bring if they did um, if they did did it now vera the tasafik where they have to bring a korban chata, which would be case in the case of malacha. So let's continue. Rabbi Yossi Baribun Baye. In Tamar, Shnaim Safik. Now, there's a good question here why it's saying in Tamar. It's like in Tamar. And that will make sense towards later on in the dark because there is an opinion where two, it, where two stars is Layla, but we'll get to that soon. So in Tamar, Shnaim Safik, if you want to say Shnaim Safik, So what happens if he did over here? He stored two, 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 uh, two stars. They warn him, don't do malacha. It could be, it is possibly Shabbat, and he does it. And then he sees two stars over here and does malacha as well. And they gave him a hatra, a warning. We say, either way, he's done malacha on Shabbat. If you say here it was daytime, so therefore it wasn't Shabbat, then the second red box is going to be Shabbat itself. So he did malacha there. If you say here is daytime, so you didn't do malacha here, sorry, is, is nighttime already. If you say this is still already Motzei Shabbat, then here, then this is already Shabbat. So So it seems to be very, very simple right at this stage that if he did malacha both here and he did malacha here, and he was warned both times, then he would be chayav. Because either way, he did malacha on Shabbat. And, and there have to be two Adim as well? Two, well, uh, two, Adim, two, two Adim Mahatra, of course. Now, go on. You're going to ask a question? No, I mean, it, they, they mustn't, those, it, not necessarily those are the two Adim, or yes. Ah, the ones who warn him are the two Adim? No, you're, you're, Interesting, interesting. You're saying, does it have to be the same Adim? I don't know. Because I'm it, asking, I'm asking. Yeah, I'm asking, I'm, 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 I'm accepting your question. I'm saying I'm not sure. Um, I presumably would. I'll tell you why, because we have another problem. Um, we have the, the Rush uh, Cirilio points out here. He says, when you say manafshach, it's actually not so pasha, because when he gave him hatra'a over here when he did malacha, that's not a straight hatra'a. That's, what, that's what's called hatra'at safek, meaning we don't, we're not sure whether that's Shabbat or not. Similarly, when he gave him hatra'a here, it was also hatra'at safek, because you don't know it's, you can't say, you couldn't say with certainty, that you do malacha now, you're mita because you don't know. You might not be chayv mita because it could be data. So that's why the um, that's why he says it's kasabra commander amahatrat safek shmatra. So we have to say we have to understand this sugya is if going according to the opinion that that safek hatra that uh, safek hatra hatra that's based on a doubt is substantial enough to have someone uh, killed as a result. Okay, let's now continue. What happens if raash ne kochavim be'erev shabbat? Now, this is a very interesting case. He sees two kachavim, he's in here. And he does malacha of kachatsi grogeret. He does ktsira. 
Now the Ketzira, you have to have a shear, a shear achila, which is the same, that same shear that someone would take to carry on Shabbat, the same shear there. So he's effectively done malacha rachatzi shear. Okay. Then what happened? The shacharit come wakes up in the morning, vaday Shabbat. He also does katsar kechatzi grogeret. He also does malacha rachatzi shear. Then what happens? He raash kuchavim. It's nearly Shabbos is nearly out. He sees two stars, and then what does he do? Bemotzei Shabbat, bekatsar kechatzi grogeret, and he also cuts, um, also does a chatzi shir. So man So the Gemara says either way you should be chayat. Why? Im harishonim yom. If this is daytime and we discount that chatzi shir here, then ap achronim yom. Then that's still Shabbat. So he's got a chatzi shir on Shabbat, combining with a chatzi shir towards the end of Shabbat, but it's not, but it's still Shabbat there. So if you want to say the bread boxes are daytime, then, then we've got a full shear that is on Shabbat. If you want to say it's a Be'esib Shur Shacharit, so they will combine with the one on Shacharit. So the Im Shal Motzei Shabbat, so with Motzei Shabbat, V'yuchayot, Al Achronim. So however, Im Achronim Layla, if you want to say this is already Motzei Shabbat here, then Afarashonim Layla, then this would also be nighttime, this first bread box. Meaning the two stars. When, so then, then that first chatsi shiur, what's he done? He's effectively done the chatsi shiur malacha. And therefore, the chatsi shiur he did here on Shabbat would combine with the chatsi shiur he did leading into Shabbat, because then that is Badai Shabbat. So this is effectively another way of saying what we said before that if you, if you do malacha on both of these, then you're effectively, either way you want to cut it, if, if, if one is Shabbat, the other one's not Shabbat. If one's not Shabbat, then the other one's Shabbat. Clear? Is, is there it? any kind of Zman requirement for the Tziruf to happen? I mean, ah, brilliant, it's brilliant. Like hours later, it's, it's 100%. all... 100%. Yeah, that's an incredible question, which brings me to the Gemara here. You see there's a Gemara in Shabbos. It says, this is a, this is a Rush brings this as well, Rush Cirillo said. It says, if you kotev shte otiyot, v'shte alamaot, if you do write two um, letters with two, and but you recognize between the two letters that you wrote a letter, like Yeziyadiyah Benehem, like you recognize a mistake, or it says Achat Shachrit Vachat Ben Arbaim, or you happen to do one in the morning and one in the evening. And according to Rashi, I put on the side there, that should maintain that gap that's a sufficient time to know that makes it like two Helamot. That's effectively like you had your DM if you did it. In that case, Rabbi Gamliel's Potrim. So the Gemara says, the Maikim, if we what's a Gemara, what's the, this is the Gemara in Shabbos, Rabbi Gamliel Savar, ain Yadiyah Lechatzi Shir, there's no Yadiyah for Chatzi Shir. Meaning, according to Rabbi Gamliel, the fact that I knew on Chatzir is insignificant and it still can combine with my Chatzi Shir that is um, in hours and hours and later. However, Rabbi disagree. So that's why, again, who must our Gemara be going according to? Must be going towards Rabbi Gamliel. Because we've got such a big gap, as we said in our pictures here, between Erev Shabbos and during the day, and you still mitzaref the two shirim. It must be shit at Ram Gamliel that ain't your deal shiur, and the big gap is, uh, and then can still be mitzaref. But you're right, according to Chachamim, that would be a problem. Um, I'm neglected to mention, mention another interesting point on this sugya, and we've got time because today's stuff is, uh, is shorter. Um, so, the, and that is, if you recall, we said if somebody did a full malacha here, and a full malacha here, that was the first case we learned together, we said, Miman Afshach is going to be chat. Because either one of these is fully Shabbat. However, Reb Chaim points out, you have to be careful. Why? Because there is opinion that we don't know whether all of it's Shabbat, path, it could be chetzi Shabbat, chetzi Chol. You don't know. 
It's not that we say it's all one or all the other necessarily. That's what we're going to see in tomorrow's sugya. So it must be, if you want to say, Mimanashach is chayav, that he did malacha during this entire period, or at least beginning and end, and he did malacha during the entire period of both. Okay? So that way, that's why in the first case, you can say the Mimanashach, he would have had to, um, he would have been, would be chayav. I mean, we get, without getting into that, it's a whole sugya by itself, but what Benish Mashros is, is a big machlokas. Is it etzim, a mix of day and night? Or is right. there actually a point in time at which there's a switch? I guess, you know. Correct. So we're going to be seeing that in tomorrow's stuff, at least the Yashalmi's treatment of it. Okay? So let's uh, let's continue. Fine. Hadadateb of Eilin delayed or cheon mitchamim biyamama. Hadadateb means that which we said in terms of shoshak kochavim. Be'ilan delayed or cheon mitchamim biyamama. These are the stars we can include. Talk about two stars, three stars, and all that. That is only those stars that is not the orach. It's not the way to see them during the daytime. Right? Baram, however, those. Um, however, those that you would see during the day, we don't calculate them in the ones that we conclude. So Amr of Yosef, sorry, Yossi Barbun, he says, specifically, you see three stars. I'm reading the gears that we have now. Aside from that star, the star that is Yadua to be known, seen clearly during the day, and that is likely to be the planet Venus. Okay, the star that's Yadua to be seen, will be the planet that's seen during the day. Okay, fine. So what's interesting here is what I said to you is that's a gift we have in front of us. Now, despite the fact you don't actually see it really during the day, it is makdim. You see it very, very early on, wait, like uh, uh, during say, the sunset period. However, there's a very important different girsa change. It says Gorsin Reb Chaim says In other words, Berishonim kechada kuchvata, meaning not you see bar min hada kuchvata aside from that specific one, but you see them like one star, which means kolamar gimel kochavim de amran. These three stars I'm referring to, they have to be in close proximity to one another. You can see them in one go. As opposed to when we were young and outside and waiting for Shabbos to go out, we go, there's a star here, a star there, and a star there. No, we don't do that. It has to be kuchwam. It has to be seen in one, almost in one, in one collection, which is very interesting because that explains that gears to change. If you look at the Haredim, I'm not sure if you have it on your print, the Gemara, that uh, it's in the Ozvahadar, he explains very, he helps us understand the Gemara we saw previously. So let's go through this now. He's, I'm going to go through, I'm going to read it now. He says, that Girsa is Rabbeinu Nisim, in Reish Mesechet Yoma. That the collection of three together relates to Tosefet Shabbat. And in other words, there's the inyan of doing Tosefet Shabbos after Shabbos. The Tosefet Shabbat, what we have to add to Shabbat is already from the beginning of Shkia, this is exactly what it means, until Sof Shkia. And at the end, there's also an inyan of Tosefet Shabbos. Why? Because he brings the sugya that you have to see them all together. Now I'm going to skip a bit. If you remember before, we said over here that towards the end of Shabbat, we said that if as soon as you three stars, we said if someone does malacha, we said patur. Now, normally we're used to patur means patur aval asur. But if you say Shabbat is out, 
then it should be mutar. What's this business of patur? So it says shenirshe kovim patur. It says it says mut kol patur shabbos patur avalasur. That normally when you say patur means patur avalasur. Denahi de laila hu bahar ot shlosh kochavim bilti smuchim mi. That granted, yes, it's true that when you see three stars in the sky. Shabbat is out. Mihu asur b'malacha. You're not allowed to malacha. Mishum tosefet chol al kodesh. You're still not allowed to do malacha because of tosefet kodesh. Tosefet shabbos. Ad shiroshalosach smuchim until you see the three together, which is very interesting because that now correlates the two sugis. In other words, when it said before patur, it means yes, shabbos is really out with three stars. However, the, that but it's still patur avalasum. In the chachamim demand, we have tosefet shabbos, and when there's tosefet shabbos. Up until when you see, like we say, Kunji's Girsa here, that it's three stars you can see collected together, like the Reb Chaim says, almost appearing like one star. So, so there's a shear then of Tosef of Shabbos. Yeah, it sounds like that's a, the difference between three stars. Sorry? Like a, minimal a minimal shear. That sounds like there's a minimum shear, correct. That's what it sounds like. Well, that's the way the Rabbeinu Nisim seems to uh, understand it. Okay. Let's continue. Rabbi Yachad Romana b'shem Rabbi Yehuda ben Pazi. Kochav echad. If you've got one star, that's vadayom. Shnayim now is Layla. Now, if you recall, I said before that there's this actually in Shita that says it not, you don't need three stars, you only need two stars to be, to be nighttime. And that seems to be Rabbi Yaakov Roma in the name of Rabbi Yehuda ben Pazi. So he says, v'leitle suffolk. But one second, I don't understand. What about the region that is suffolk? Before we said one star is daytime. We said three star is nighttime and Shnaim is Suffolk. What, what happens to the Shitta? Where happens to the region of Suffolk? There's no Itle Suffolk. He says mm-hmm. that it's Suffolk. What is that Suffolk? That's Ben Kochav Le Kochav. Meaning, when's your region of Suffolk? The instance the first star appears is when the time of Suffolk begins. When two stars appear, that's when it's no longer Suffolk. So that small region, that's what he, that according to Rabbi Yaakov Draman, in the name of uh, Yoda ben Tazi, that would be his time of Suffolk. Okay, let's continue. Tani, the whole time that Pnei Mizrach is red, that's when it's Yom. So what is that? What is Pnei Mizrach? So what's interesting here, we've got another Gemara that I'm going to cite now. It says as follows, and I think it's just a quite interesting Gemara. It says as follows, he saw that what Abayah saw Rabbah, who was they were trying to work out what time night time is when Shkir and the like, and he happened to be looking towards the west. Now, for your benefit of those less um, scientifically uh, uh, educated, sun sets in the west. So Amrli, the but it says in a brighter, he said to him, calls man Mizrach Ma'adimi. But it says, what are you doing looking in the wrong direction? The Simon Chachamim says you've got to be looking towards the east. It's like you're looking in the wrong direction for the Bastika. What are you looking there? So I'm doesn't, like, doesn't doesn't that become red when when that's still uh, light? Well, either way, you can you can argue one's red, but the, the, but in terms of which red are you looking at? Are you meant to be looking to the east for that part to be red? You meant to look to the west for that to be red. Okay. okay. So he says. So he says, "What are you doing?" It says, "We've just learned they're brighter than Mizrahi." Adim <laughs> says, "No, Amale mi savrat Mizrach mamash." Who says it means the eastern? Towards the east, it's the Pnei. Oh, okay, look, look at look at the Rashi here on this in the Bavli. Uh, yeah. 
כשהחמה נכנסת במאדמת קוטל שכנגדה. Correct, so, but, but in other words, it's where do you need to look at? You need to look to the Ma'arav, because it's what is Ma'adim, the eastern front. In other words, it's that which is Penei, it's all that which is facing the east, so you've got to be looking in the west. So we see this Ma'achlok and how to understand this. Am I looking to the east? I'm looking at the west. There's another version of the story that effectively has the same thing. That's a Ba'arav. Either way, it sounds like the Reb Chaim goes according to Rava in Asugya. Okay, that it's really looking towards the west. So in other words, the, west, the, the clouds, he says the clouds in the, there are, uh, I'll show you, I'll you can see the redness within the clouds. Okay, the sun sets in the west, and it's, I guess, that's towards facing the east. Okay, and he brings it and explains it. So that is already, that's Yom still. Once it starts to gray up, meaning as we know towards the horizon, it starts going darker. Once it gets con- consistently black, then you know and towards the horizon and above it seem to be, this would probably most likely be in the eastern direction, it seems to be smoothing out to be the same color. We say Zehu Laila. Okay, let's continue. Rebi Omer Halavana Batukufata. At the time when the sun, the moon is in, a, in its fullest, meaning a full moon, we say, At the time when the sun is starting to set, so the ball's just going under the horizon, and that's also the time when the moon is starting to rise. That is the beginning of Bain Hashmashot. Okay? Now, um, for your benefit, let me just explain a bit of science towards you according to our present modern day understanding. And I think it's valuable because one thing frustrates me, we're going to be in Mitzvah and you see people walking outside and looking in all manner of direction, trying to find the moon as if it's sort of you know, a treasure hunt or something. But it's pretty predictable where the moon is going to be. Okay. The moon is always half lit up. Its lighting is, comes from the sun. Okay. So when you have a new moon or actually fully closed moon, that's before Rosh Chodesh, that is because the moon is... Um, that is sort of in between the earth and the sun, like in this picture. So we don't see the side that is lit up, okay? As it moves around the earth, we start seeing a little bit of the moon being lit up. And that progresses all the way till halfway through the month where you've got a full moon when it says opposite side from one another, okay? Now, if you have it, if you appreciate, as it's slowly tracking backwards over the month, it's going to set, well, sunset and, and moonrise is going to stagger further and further and further, meaning towards Rosh Chodesh, because Rosh Chodesh is when you see the first sliver of the moon, not when it's black. What happens is it's, you're going to see it setting soon after the sun. So that's why if with the mantels, you've got to start looking further down behind the houses. However, to the, towards this Shabbos, which I think it's the eighth or the ninth of the month, we're going about a quarter through. So that's somewhere about here. So you would expect the moon to be much more higher in the horizon at the time we do Kiddush Lavana, not above your head, but to, because the, the moon doesn't go exactly above your head because of the tilt of the earth, but you're going to see it higher above, above your head. Okay? So Mitzvah Shem, that will help you um, at least locate the moon when it comes to Kiddush Lavana. And you look like a genius because unfortunately we're people that kovea chodesh according to the moon, but yet most people have no clue. Let's continue. Okay, so that is, okay. Um, so let's continue. So, but the point is, when it's at its fullest, 
It's on this side. What are you going to expect? Halfway through the month, after the sun has set, the moon will be rising because it's opposite sides of the earth. Correct? Now, so now that's, that's, that's a bit of scientific background for you to appreciate what's, uh, what's happening in this, uh, in this Gemara. But let's, I think that's enough sharing. If got, there's another, I put other pictures there, give it from a different perspective. I'm not sure which way you visualize better. But that's the same idea. Okay, let's, uh, let's continue. So what it says is as follows. I'm going to stop the share and we can, uh, we can continue as normal. Amar says, Amar says, no, he's not being choylek on the, the brighter. He's just saying your, the brighter needs to be a bit uh, corrected. What it means is, sof galga hachama leshakeya, when the sun finishes setting, so the ball's completely gone under the horizon, that's tfilat galanavalalot, that's the time when the moon starts going up. And that would be the beginning of Ben Hashemashot. So when the sun is completely set. Now I've explained it particularly like they're going in the Tchila and Sof. He's talking about the moon, the sun starting to set and going down. If you learn like a Rebbe Tam, it's a whole different what Tchila and Sof is in terms of it moves around and does all these other things. Okay, but let's continue. The Tani Shmuel Ken. Meaning one won't shine like the other uh, because in other words, supports the notion that at, at the time when the moon is full, it's only when the sun completely sets, that's when the moon will start rising and vice versa. When the moon starts setting, that's when the sun will start rising as well. I'm going a bit into tomorrow's stuff um, just so I can finish the sugya. And tomorrow we will uh, we'll continue from that point. And we, as Baruch already anticipated, we talk about when is, uh, what is Shkia, the timing of Shkia in much more, much more detail. Okay. Thank you so much.